There's no problem too big or small, no issue too hot or cold, and no subject these gentlemen won't talk about. Let's head into the lab to see what they're working to figure out today. Let's get into it and get down to it. Welcome to Figure It Out. This is George Grumbacher. Joining me as always is Centauri Minor. Hello, folks. Helping us move from awareness to action this week is, I was going to say, randomly directed huh. aggression towards a, 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 a private company, but it wasn't random. No. It was, it was a direct affront made against the CEO of Basecamp by Centauri on LinkedIn. So. Well, okay. So let me let me let me prime this. Let me give you the background. So Basecamp, which is a um, a project management software, I'm sure many of you use it. Um, company out of Silicon Valley. Their two founders pretty much unilaterally sent out this manifesto, if you will, that outlined six pillars. But mostly, the most controversial part of this was that they were no longer going to use Basecamp platforms to talk about any social justice or political issues. Um, but uh, my post was around. Um, Edelman, every, pretty much every um, major think tank has talked about how consumers and um, their empl and company employees are demanding that CEOs and brands get involved in these conversations, so they were taking a, a giant step back. Um, while I understand why some folks would agree with Basecamp's uh, uh, approach, it's just short-sighted. So I've posted something on LinkedIn and uh, got some really <laughs> interesting comments. Um, someone noted uh, offline via email to me that everyone that was agreeing with the Basecamp um, manifesto was, of course, a, a white man in tech. Uh, so uh, that started a, a very different conversation. And, uh, and so George reached out. And of course, we do what we do, which is handle controversial topics, hopefully, uh, hopefully quite well and with some decorum. But I'm excited to see what, uh, what he has to say today. There will be no decorum. <laughs> there will be no decorum. No holds barred. Let's go. <sighs> I don't think people listen to the show for decorum. That's probably true. In, in, in fact, they do. I think that this is, you You asked me if I had strong feelings about it before we turned the, the deal on. And I don't have strong feelings about this, like this specific instance. Yeah, yeah. But I do have, and I've been spending a lot of time, really a lot of time thinking about Sort of the idea that that anybody is demanding mm, mm. things of other people. Oh, okay. It's like That's okay. And, and and just kind of comically, I woke up last night. I'm like, I feel like, like the definition of being a Karen <laughs> is demanding additional things, and that's that's essentially what being a Karen means. So I want special treatment. I demand that you do this. And as a culture, it's like all of a sudden we demand compliance and you will do this or or else. And I'm like, OK, everybody pump the brakes. Right. Well, I mean, I think there's a difference between demanding, but also there's a difference demanding and then also voting with your dollars. Right. So I think what was really interesting. Well, during, those are super, super important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So demanding is just saying um, you make it seem like a petulant child. So maybe from an employee standpoint. I could I could hear that argument about uh, and Basecamp, for better or for worse, I completely agree with them that said, well, if you don't like it, you don't have to work it. Like it's completely your choice. So vote with your feet, right? Um, I think for on the consumer side, it's very different because people get upset and saying like, I can't believe people are boycotting X Y Z. It's like, well, if you don't want to spend your money with Nike because you don't like what they're doing, then totally fine. But that would also be a, a definition of being a caring because you're demanding that a company agree with your views, and all you have to do is say, I don't want to, I don't want to pay for it anymore. And that's I totally agree with that. Put your money where 
where you feel like it should be. And if you don't support a company or brand because of their political views or their stance or lack thereof, then don't support it. That's totally fine. Um, the demanding piece, yeah, that's I didn't think about that notion of someone just being like, you owe it to me to think my way, and therefore I'm going to make a stink about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I think from an employee standpoint, it's very hard because if you do have those views, you want your employer to um, kind of be on your side and support you. But to Basecamp's point, which I can't deny, is like if you don't like it, you don't have to work for this company, which is totally fine. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot there, right? Um, and the notion of I'm gonna get the opportunity to, to, to name drop. I literally, yesterday morning, I had I interviewed a gentleman named Sir Ronald Cohen, and he is literally the father of impact investing. Oh, wow. Yeah, he goes by Sir Ronnie, so he's been knighted, he heads up. Sir Ronnie, okay. Yeah, so I'm like, wow, how, how, how cool. And that, that's, that's what he talked about. He said, the, you're not going to politically change this huge problem. And he was talking really about climate change. Mm. You're going to change it economically. Because yep. you're going to do exactly what you just described. If it's important to you as a person that that we do things towards global warming, well, then you need to stop doing business with these companies. Right. Yeah. And so insert whatever issue that you are focused on and then educate yourself um, and, and, and do it that way. So I'm, I'm a thousand percent on board with that. Do you, um, so as far as the, the manifesto uh, is concerned, so you had two founders, right, that, uh, you know, that again, it's very clear that like they didn't use their PR people, they just like wrote this probably in the middle of the night and was like, sure, we're just gonna, we're gonna post this. Um, so the best things are done. <laughs> the best things are done. How do you feel about their approach or like, re regardless of if you agree with it or right, do you think that, I, I was just kind of baffled that two founders would just go ahead and do that it seems like without consulting anyone. It seems like from Twitter and some other places, the people at Basecamp were just like, what is going on? So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, right? If that's, <clears throat> I, I, I'd literally just be guessing. Gotcha, gotcha. So, but my guess would be that probably these 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 people, these uh, it's it's two guys, it's it's a gal and a guy, what? It's two know. guys. Two yeah, guys. It's two guys. Yeah. Maybe they were just fed up with okay. all of it. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's not necessarily that that uh, this instance. Mm -hmm. I think that it's all around us, though, and I think that it's going to keep like this whole notion of when I don't like something, I am going to act like a petulant child yeah, yeah. or or a fifty year old woman who is a Karen right. in this example, whatever, because it's not a petulant child; it's everybody. Right. And the danger here is that when I have values and I attempt to put those values on everybody else, I don't know, has that has, has that ever worked out badly? In, right. In <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, I think the hard part is that companies now have to, um, and I'm glad you said that, that, that Sir Ronnie said that about, uh, you know, the private sector is really going to have to drive this impact, right? And so they're going to have to be much more astute and savvy about how they manage this. So in the base camp example, it's like, well, I, my whole piece about even posting it on LinkedIn was it seems like you're going backwards like sure maybe you have a bunch of people quit maybe you don't but it just right now you seem like this person this company that just doesn't quite get it um, but if companies are the ones that are gonna be helming impact they have to be more savvy about how they treat their employees and also I think to your point how do you create feedback mechanisms where the companies are where the employees aren't taking over companies because I do think there's a I, I'm, I'm um, I'm friends with someone who uh, has a big company here or a mid-sized company here, and it's like, 
the employees are pretty much demand to your point demanding this. And it's like we just can't do like we don't have enough money to do these social justice things. That, well, we just don't have it. Uh, I want to. I want to hear them. So there has to be some barriers and boundaries. And I do agree with that. Like you can't go along on this. The thing that Basecamp said is that we have business imperatives. Like we still have a job to do. Like we are a software company at the end mm. of the day. Um, and where I think where they got it wrong is that we're not a social impact company. I think you can be both. And so the companies that can do both and do both well are going to thrive. And those that choose either are, are going to are gonna fail. That's interesting, right? Uh, I think that's really well said right there. And the great evidence and example of, hey, you know what? I'm a mid-sized company. I've got 100 employees <laughs> or whatever. And you know, we're just working to keep the lights no, on. We're just trying to we're just trying to get through the day, bro. It's like these are essentials, and what right. you are describing is a very nice to have. Right. And just because I do not have the resources to devote to those things, does not mean that I am against them. And or mm. in the example of Basecamp, I I assume that they probably do have the resources, but they they're not have that big of a company, though. I, yeah. So to your point, maybe not. Yeah. So th there's, there, there's, there's a couple of things that I think are really uh, important to talk about. Um, the shift from a company being responsible to only shareholders mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to shifting towards stakeholders. Yeah. I think that that's a really important thing. It's maybe at the heart of what we're talking about here. Um, but then also what Basecamp is talking about, which is we are a software company. We are trying to make people's lives more efficient or whatever it is that Basecamp does. And what popped into my head was Let's say that I am a company, a, a pharmaceutical company, and I'm tasked with making a vaccine that could cure a really, really important virus or disease. Mm -hmm. Should I be focusing and chart carving out 15% of my attention and time and money towards social justice or, That's a great question. or XYZ cause? Or should I devote 100% of my resources? That's a really good question. That's a conundrum. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to make <clears> that choice. But I could see on if you are that company, whoever that might be. You could make a, I think you could make a very compelling case of like we're we're actually do, this is our social impact like this is what we're doing, um, but that's a, that's a really good question. And this is a conversation that Emily and I had. Um, it all sort of runs together, but I think a couple weeks, a couple months back, and she was talking about how she really, really, really wants. She's in human resources, and maybe I should have used a fictitious person. A fictitious person <laughs> really wants, as an organization, and a lot of the team wants to be focused on and really bringing forth as many different causes and groups and celebrate Black History Month and Latino mm -hmm. History Month and Women's History Month. And I just said, I said, and, and Bill Maher actually talked about this like the next day. Okay. It's like, let's pump the brake. I cannot focus on everything right yeah she's like yes we can i'm like no <laughs> you can't i'm not exhausted well. by not it. well yeah you can do it well and i thought if i had ten thousand dollars should i give ten thousand organizations a dollar or should i give one organization ten thousand dollars the same thing goes for my time and my attention right i think that what's lost in this a lot of the time is is that i have so much bandwidth and so as base camp maybe they're recognizing these are human beings with families and junk going on at home and so we need them to be really zeroed in on what we're doing here at base camp. Right. Yeah. I think, again, I, I don't think it's an either or. I think you can create kind of a, um, I'm working with an organization right now, a very, very large organization, and you kind of create 
a, not an agenda, but a really a good framework around it and, and very, be very clear about these are the outcomes and expectations. And we're going to, one, we're going to get it wrong, but also you can't focus on everything. There are just not enough resources to do so. Um, but I do think companies should be prepared for um, this fictitious eight star person that's probably dealing with this. Like, it's not going away. So I think that as much as we, you and I can have this conversation and debate it, it's only going to get, um, it's only going to be exacerbated over the years, especially as Gen Z comes into the workplace. And like, they're going to be like, I refuse to work for you unless you have a statement about. And so now it becomes a talent issue. So how do companies get ahead of it? And going back to Basecamp, I just don't think they got it quite right. Uh, because no matter what, it's just kind of where we're headed. Like, I, I, I think no, people can be upset about it, but it's like, um, Oh God, what was I talking to someone about? This is, a, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told this example on, uh, on this podcast, but about five years ago, I was giving a speech to a group of folks, mostly white men, uh, about the kind of the state of education and someone, uh, stood up and said, well, how many, why do you think, Arizona, do you think Arizona's schools are so poor or just poor performing because of all the immigrants here? He's talking about, uh, uh folks from, uh, from Mexico. And I was like, look, sir, one, that's a that's a bold thing to ask in front of a group of people. Uh, <laughs> two, regardless of if you like if you like it or not, it's just the reality. So you're gonna have to embrace it. Like you're not gonna keep uh, kids from Mexico from being in schools. That's gonna be the next workforce. So you gotta deal with it. So why not provide success for them? And I think here it's like this isn't going away. So figure out how to do it right. And maybe Basecamp could have been maybe they could have been used that as a a jumping off point to their employees of like, hey, this is how we're feeling. We feel overwhelmed. We feel exhausted. Help us figure out how to meet in the middle rather than just saying absolutely not. And I think that probably would have been a better approach. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably true. Maybe think about um, the. It's I think essentially it, it's imperative to to take the time to figure out what your personal values are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or as that's, an organization, yeah. to know what you value, and to therefore what you are going to dedicate those resources to and so that you can give evidence to the world hey this is us this is a acme corporation we believe in child welfare mm, and yeah. and it's aging your, issues yeah. and this is how we um this is how we choose to address that right, right. and so then it's publicized and and then you go for it yep yep so this is really what's important to us and so when somebody says, "Well, why aren't you advocating for you know this 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 walk on Saturday, or why aren't you advocating for you know starving people in in X Y Z?" You say, "Well, we've allocated yeah, we've, made our decision. Yeah, this is what we do." Yeah, that's actually a great point because I do think um, well, there's um uh, there's social justice issues. There's also every other issue, right? And so. Uh, I remember a few years ago when I started kind of getting my personal philanthropic agenda put together, like where I give personally, and you have all these people saying, well, why don't you give to this, or why don't you give to this? And I was like, well, I don't really care about that. There's no cause that's better than another cause. So again, go to what you value and where you're you're aligned and then give there. Mm-hmm. Did you did you happen to read some of the other stuff in the Basecamp memo? Some of which I actually agreed with, which was... Um, there's a piece in there that I think actually ties to this conversation around they were no longer going to give benefits based on like um, free gym memberships, yoga, childcare, whatever it might be. It's like that, that that's actually picking and choosing for people. And um, in some ways, it's like, well, if you don't want to work out, I should I should I feel bad now that there's not something that's allocated towards me because that working out is not my thing. So what they've done is just gotten rid of it. And it's like, here's a pot of money. Do whatever you want with it. We don't need to know, know what's going on in your personal lives, which I think how they worded it was uh not great but the sentiment of that is also like 
yeah, we're, we're no longer in charge of doing this for you. Here's some money. You figure it out, uh, which I actually agreed with. I really, really like that, too. Mm-hmm. And that sort of suggests that it was a little bit more thought out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I do think there's thought and intention to it. Uh, I just think that the, 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 just the approach was like, this, like, why would you put this out there to the public? Um, but yeah, I'm mostly interested to see what the backlash or, or um, uh, applause will be. There was a, a New York Times article that came out the day after uh, that was pretty, fairly objective. And um, they talked about the folks that were applauding, applauding them. There's a couple of folks in, um, in Silicon Valley that were like, yeah, this, I, who's going to be next? Because more companies used to have these conversations. Uh, so I'm sure the pendulum will swing and there will be a backlash. But I think ultimately this kind of notion of, uh, you know, uh, stakeholders over shareholders is here to stay. So companies just kind of need to, to adjust. And, and, but I, I do think you bring up some great points about, um, I think it's probably meeting people in the middle is more important. I'm always for that. It's like, you're not going to go to zero to a hundred on social justice. There's no way. Where can you kind of make sure that your employees feel like they're heard, that your consumers feel like they're doing their job while also keeping your own values as a company? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent agree. That's trying to figure out what that sweet spot is or the right spot. And it's not just going to be a straight line probably. Right. Or it's like, I mean, think about during, um, when after George Floyd happened and just every company was jumping on that bandwagon, it's like, well, at some point it's just performative, right? Like, do you really care? And then it's not authentic. And I'm like, well, that actually is also not what I want you to do. It's like, just better stay out of it than put up some post on LinkedIn or on Instagram about whatever. And I, I like that there was like a big groundswell and that was, um, really kind of cool to see but ultimately those companies didn't really do anything about it which is like well that's not it actually didn't help anything it just makes you it makes us realize makes you know black consumers realize that like you'll do what you need to do to make it seem like you're doing something until you actually need to do something and that's sort of what i perceive that a lot of this is on Mm. on both sides Mm. Mm -hmm. it's not the uh Mm -hmm. people are really offended by what happened with whatever the base camp you know in a week i bet if you asked somebody who was so vocal about this. Like, do you remember what that company was or how many points that they made? Like, oh, I have no idea. So, you know, and and then from a company standpoint, putting a black square or whatever it is, you know, it's all a lot of posturing and dumb, but that's not necessarily, uh, but I appreciate, I appreciate what we just covered there. Um, Do you, why do you, what do you think is going to be the, um, because you talk, I love how you talked about the kind of experience and framing that. With this next generation, with Gen Z, who actually, I don't want to say, this is not going to sound like it want, It sounds, they're not entitled. They feel like, but they feel like they're entitled to certain uh, norms and expectations in any given space. How do you think we tackle that as a society, as a country? Because yeah. I think, you know, 15 to 16 year olds are very savvy, very smart, very quote unquote woke. Um, how, did, how do we, as a, how does we, how do we as a society get ahead of that or embrace that knowing that that's just going to be like the groundswell of the future workforce, what yeah. do we do about it? No, I, I think that in a lot of ways, uh, we're probably in trouble. Oh, okay. Okay. I think the word. I'm sure they say that about every generation. In though. a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. But you get what you tolerate. Oh, okay. You get what you tolerate. That's so actually a good you, line. That's a great line. Well, that's, that, that is an amazing, I remember I was watching like an NFL kickoff show years ago and Mike Dick goes on. It's like, you get what you tolerate. <laughs> that's fundamentally it. So, when I think about that base camp deal, well, that guy's 
he's putting his foot down. He's right. saying, this is enough. Right. I am no longer going to tolerate this. It right. is not constructive at all. So when you have an entire generation demanding things, well, I mean, I bet that there's going to be a large percentage of those people who are a small percentage who are really going to demand things. And then there's going to be a lot of people who um, <clears throat> maybe aren't quite as vocal on social media right. and aren't quite as outspoken that, that will not be quite as bombastic about the whole thing. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, your kiddos are how old? Four and one. Four and one. So they will be, what generation is that? Is that Gen Z or is that like a, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I guess. Millennials for... killed all generations. <laughs> <laughs> like after that, it's like, like it's just a lump well, it's, of it's like get, kids. Probably not going to get any better than this, huh? And I don't, I'm not super thrilled about these millennials. Uh, so how do you feel like you'll guide both of them in this these conversations? I think it. I think it is. Uh, it's. It's doing critical thinking, which okay. we talk a lot. We talk about, a lot about. Yeah, we talk a lot and about trying that. to discover what's really true. Mm-hmm. Getting down to the heart of that, right. and taking the time to determine what your real values are, what your core beliefs are, and this is this is stuff that that if you if we had had this conversation in 2016 when we started the show. I did not have a real clear sense of what my core values or my, it was, it's really been over the past four years or so since my kids were born that you start, that I started really thinking about and considering these things. And so it's just give you, it it gives you a framework for things. It's like, well, I was going to ask, how do you, how far is too far? I'm going to, um, I'm going to be speaking on a panel, uh, right after this podcast actually. And, uh, one of my questions to all the folks that are kind of in this social impact space is, how far is too far for a brand? Like at some point, to your point, you have to say like, we just do not have the resources to do this. We can't focus our time being a social justice company. Now we want to engage in it, but, or is there a limit? It seems like you, obviously you believe that there is a, there's a limit to that, but I'm curious to see if folks are like, nope, all of my, all of Nike's resources should be devoted to making sure that this is happening. But how, what would you say would be your sweet, if you were helming a company, what would your sweet spot be? Yeah, I, I don't know that I can give you a percentage breakdown of yeah. that, but it would be a function of figuring out what what our you know our core values, values are, what our yeah. mission is, and what impact that we want to have outside of that. Right. And so, how do you do that? Well, I I really do believe that you know that that a company should be responsible to its shareholders, but then also to the employees, and I think that there is a responsibility that that as a company um, that you are mindful and cognizant of the impact that you're having on the greater community and that you publicize again your vision and your mission and your values so that people can hold you accountable when you step um, when, when when your behavior runs right. um, runs away from that so then it's a function of you know this is how much money we have to, to dedicate towards this this right. is how much time we have to dedicate towards this and this is the amount of you know kind of attention we have to dedicate towards that you know the whole google thing whether it's true or not they allow their employees to spend what is it 15 to 20 percent of their time on whatever project Projects, that they yeah. want and so they obviously see immense value in that yeah, yeah. and so is it a function of yeah that's a great, great point i mean but you do need to put parameters around all these things right everything needs boundaries uh, because without that then then you're going to have some people that are going to spend way too much time on it and you can have some people that 
that, that, that won't spend any time on it, just like time off. It's really important for you to take time off. And so right. if you offer unlimited PTO as a company, that's probably not a great policy. What you should do is put a policy in place, but then have mandatory, this is the amount of time you, you have, have to take, take off. Because yeah. some people are just gonna take all the time off and they're gonna screw around, that's a bad employee, but they're gonna have people who never take any time off and they run themselves into the ground. Right, and they burn out. Yeah, and so that's not serving anybody either. So I think just really having those conversations and determining this is who we are, this is what we stand for, here's how we're going to actually do it, and uh, and being super clear about all that. So I'm curious, um, bringing in Sir Ronnie again, what were some of his other nuggets around impact investing and how the private sector is going to have to lead these conversations? That was really, I mean... The climate change he, is a big, that is a big one, yeah. He talked a lot about how you need to be able to measure it. Mm, mm, okay. And so, uh, same thing. It's like, what what gets um, what gets measured gets done. I think that that's, that's mm-hmm. the term I'm searching for, right? <clears throat> Honestly, Centauri, it's one of the reasons that I get so frustrated by the idea of systemic racism because I can't measure it. Mm, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I can't, I can't get my arms around it. So it's like, okay, you want me to advocate. Well, I can't, you know, right. people are always going to be trying to get more or tell me that I'm doing not, not enough or, or I'm doing too much. And so it's always going to come down to the individual as as a as an individual and then as a family as a community as 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 a company to really figure that out right and yeah that's an interesting uh, point around like you can't measure it you can't quantify it so it's kind of like just too overwhelming like climate change is one of those things actually it's like what 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 could i possibly do to make this stop like there's nothing that me in phoenix arizona i guess i could get a prius but like does that actually help i'm not entirely sure um, so it is kind of overwhelming and it becomes like, you just don't even know where to begin. So that's actually a really good point. Well, but the answer is that you just begin and you start by, instead of from a political standpoint, you just vote with your dollars. Right. So who you do business with, how you invest your money, right? all of those things, who you bank with, everything. It's, 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 it's a money thing. And all the social media vitriol and outrage and posts in the world is not going to do anything that. about yeah, it, yeah. but money that that that's that's that, that's money it. is king. <laughs> capitalism. Yeah. Yeah, and capitalism, I mean I think that, that, that at some level well, the market will not figure itself out because mm. it hasn't. Um, but once you do start measuring things and you can start to quantify, well, you know what? Actually BP is doing way better than Exxon. So let's maybe put more resource toward BP, BP. because Exxon. I mean, is that true? I, well, that no, I'm example. just using an okay, example of two it. awful companies. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Two right. absolutely awful companies. Right. Or Wells Fargo versus Chase. Right. You know, um, if I can look and see, okay, well, and whether they're gaming it or not, whatever. At, at least it's some metric that we know that they are at least moving in the direction of that. That's good. Dig it. Sir Ronnie. I want to meet this Sir Ronnie. Well, he's, he's just as you'd expect. Um, and I don't know what you'd expect, so that's not an accurate statement at all. But he, he's, he's an amazing person. I spent literally 20 minutes with him over over, over a um, virtual meeting. He lives in France, and he's he, he, he immigrated from Egypt when he was like 11 years old. And so he's got one of those amazing stories and went to Oxford and Harvard and 
brilliant, brilliant human being, and he was knighted. And there's a funny story about that because why wouldn't there be a funny knight story with your ears and the sword and everything else? And, uh, so, but yeah. yeah. Before we close out, is there any company or brand that you feel like is doing it well or doing too much? I do not. I, I have not spent enough time to uh, to dig in and all I would be able to to point to and say that it would be companies that are irritating to me because they're going a little too far. Which are? Um, I think Starbucks is, is gone. What does Starbucks do? I guess you're, you, you're a coffee drinker. I don't yeah, know. Oh. stores aren't even open. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. Oh, are they still not open? Well, you can, no. You can walk in there and pick your coffee up, but you can't sit in there. Oh, okay. Did not know that. Okay. And that's, I mean, people are going to be like, well, that's because they're trying not to kill people. Well, very well. <laughs> um, I suppose, I suppose that's fine. But you have companies like 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 Patagonia who who are now stopping making vests for uh, tech bros. Yeah, finance bros. It's like okay, but but maybe maybe that's not too far. But doesn't that make you go? All right, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. So, but but that, that's that that's right. always my right, 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 right. whatever the term is right. my lizard brain. You know, initial response is, that's dumb. Right. But when I actually sit down and think about these things, <laughs> it's like, okay, they're, they're actually trying to do a good thing. It's like when I saw your post about this, which which motivated this whole thing, I'm like, oh, look, look at Centauri. Oh, here you we know, go. Putting, putting a company on blast when they're just trying to trying to earn a living and, 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 and employ the other humans. But yeah. now we're having this conversation and uh, dug down a little deeper into it. So. Dig it. How, okay. How about you? Ooh, uh, I think that's doing it well. Um, that's a good question. Um, Starbucks and Patagonia. No, 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 no. I mean, Patagonia. I mean, I love it. I I, I sat on a panel years ago, and someone was like bringing up Patagonia, which is totally fine. But I was like, I actually asked people in the room, how many people in this room can afford a Patagonia jacket? Like, I love that everyone says that it's the best brand on earth, but like, mm. I'm not dropping three ninety five for. a thin jacket that expensive? they're pretty expensive they're, i oh, think wow. that's exciting but it's like it's exciting. so that's not the brand that i would choose at all um it's so expensive um doing it well i will say not that i agree or disagree i think so a company that's really stuck to its values would be nike and saying like no matter what like we're just we, this is what we to your point we've a lot we've said these are our values we're gonna go for it if that alienates people who cares we got enough money so kudos to them for having that that foresight. Um, someone that's really annoying, um, sorry, or rather gone too far. I think a lot of them. I just think when it's clear that and I can't pick up anyone um, individually, but when it's clear that it's not genuine, it's like, well, then that's what's. I don't, I don't care. Like no one cares. And and also brands that where it's like there seems like to be a misalignment of, like, well, you believe in say climate change, but like this is clearly not a product that's good for that. So. Where's the, do you not see the disconnect? And I've seen a lot of that, like on, on social media brands using something. And I'm like, well, do you not see how this is ironic? No, no, no. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. It's hilarious. We use a lot of Tom's. So I think Tom's is, seems like a company that's doing that uh, really well. Tom's is a good, that, that's actually a good, that's a good model. Mm -hmm. They've, they've done it for a while. It's pretty straightforward. They get it. Like that's, that's a good model. Yeah. That's what we should do next time is just research companies that are just being preposterous can we please yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in i'm love. in i'm in i am in digging in and going after i'm for sure going after banks that's that's my favorite oh yeah well they're all terrible 
Yeah. Well, anyway, man, I think that this was awesome. Love this conversation. Thanks for thanks for blowing me up on LinkedIn and let's having it. Yeah. Thanks for your uh, borderline ignorant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks as always for listening. Uh, of course. And uh, as always, keep questioning because the struggle is real. On behalf of Centauri and I, thanks as always for listening. Please subscribe to the show, leave us a review, and feel free to share the show on social media. Thanks a lot.